0: Thank you.
3: Hey, what's up? My name is John Leguizamo. And I feel... How do you feel about being... I feel great about being... Well, wait a minute. (laughs) What is that? That's the least convincing... (laughs) (laughs) What? What What is... Hi, what's up? My name is John Leguizamo, and I feel great about being... No, 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 (laughs) no. Fall is here, hear the
2: yell, back to school, ring the bell, brand new shoes, Walking blues the fence books and pens i can tell that we are gonna be friends yes, i can tell that we
3: are gonna be friends
0: hey there Welcome to Conor O'Brien Needs a Friend, the podcast that always delivers. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I tried to go in with that big uh, hard sell up front. Yeah. And uh, I think I overdid it. What so, does it deliver? I don't know. I mean, it's just, I guess just, It always delivers people chatting in an an informal setting. Do you know what I mean?
1: It does do that.
0: Yeah. It's not like a motor oil that always delivers peak performance (laughs) at maximum RPMs. It's not that. We deliver comfortable chat in a confined period of time that will fit your commute nicely.
2: We promise to deliver some kind of noise.
0: There'll be some noise, some of which you may enjoy, if not... I think it's free <laughs> and we deliver. The
1: bar is so low. Yep, that's All my right.
0: motto in show business. Set that bar real low <laughs> and then fail to fail to clear it. <laughs> oh, come and, on. And also fail to say fail. <laughs> I just said fair to clear it. It's been a long day. I had a long day. You had I had a really
1: really long day. I had day. a really
0: long day. I probably should, uh, you know, tell people who are listening at home I'm an incredible athlete and I competed in uh, oh. several seven Ironman tournaments today. We had a few pitches yeah. earlier with the TV with show. The and, show. And, yeah. And, yeah. But I I thought maybe when you said you've had a hard day, it was a chance for me to lie and let people think that I am an incredible athlete. No. Uh, yeah. Not true. Not, not, not true. that. Uh, Gorley, how are you?
2: Well, I've got something that might cheer you up.
0: Oh, okay. I'm going to say 40% chance that's true. <laughs> okay. And well, that's, that's being generous.
2: It's cause for celebration because Conan, Sona... Happy 100th podcast episode. <gasps>
0: what? You're kidding. No. Oh,
1: what? We've done a
0: hundred podcasts. Yes.
1: Congratulations, pal.
0: Don't touch me, it's COVID. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jesus, what are you doing? You can't touch people. God, I I'm so glad I, I'm not with you too. Uh hey, Hey, uh, that's that's a milestone. Remember when we started out, I think it was Will Ferrell was the first one. Yeah, yes. And right. I remember then people saying, this isn't gonna last. I think Will Ferrell said it immediately. Yeah. He yeah. said, this isn't going anywhere.
1: It defied a lot of odds.
0: Yeah, he walked out. Yeah, he was stormed out. I've never seen him. That Mad. Um, <laughs> no, that's that's incredible. I can't believe it's been a hundred uh, episodes. I know. That's cool. Yeah, and uh, I think we've had. I'm going to say I think our batting average is not bad. I think we've had a lot of really fun uh, I uh, think encounters. All
1: of them have been oh. fun encounters. Yeah, I think
0: so. I, I think
1: so. Yes, yeah. I think every episode has been really fun. Right. I think it's been really fun to, to to do this with you, to do it with Matt. I think the three of us have a good time.
0: Why are you saying it like you're under duress? No, I'm, I'm not being actually sincere. <laughs> I am being sincere too. I no, I, oh, you don't know I, I am. I am. I am. I I really do. I think we have a very nice chemistry, and I really uh, I think have laughed incredibly hard, and especially during COVID. I'm thrilled to get to come in and 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 do this because it's like it's just a nice escape yes. for me. I mean, I don't. I, I hope it is for the listeners, but for me, it's a nice escape to have some of these these conversations. It's a balm, B A L M, balm, a soothing aloe vera for uh, my soul.
1: Mm-hmm. That's good. That's During good. You
0: spelled it. Troubled times. Well, sometimes you say balm and people don't quite yeah. uh, hear it. But uh, anyway, that's that's great. A hundred episodes. You must have uh, bought did you buy us? Who would buy us something? Do we get each I other know. Shouldn't something?
2: Should we get a cake or what what do you do for 100th podcast episode? Is that diamonds? I don't know.
1: Matt, you're the podcaster here. What happens?
0: Yeah. Uh. I feel like uh Adam Sachs, the sort of guru behind the podcast, should dig into his own pocket <laughs> yeah. and get each of us a uh a Bentley.
1: <laughs> yes! Oh God, a Bentley.
0: What? And 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 mine should have a license plate Pod 1. <laughs> Yours should have a license plate Pod 2. And Sonas, just to confuse people, should have one that says pod four. And there's no three. <laughs> but yeah, Adam Sachs, who uh, has done um, very well with his other ventures. He was the one who gave Elon Musk the money to start up his company. Mm. Uh, he's a big, uh, owns a big piece of SpaceX. Yep. He got in big to online pornography when it was just starting uh, as an actor and then as a producer.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh, and uh, <laughs> well, probably stuff you can look up about him online. But um, no, he's uh, he's done a brilliant job. And I'm sure, I don't think Bentleys are coming our way.
1: I like my Kia. I don't think if someone gave me a Bentley, I'd probably still drive my Kia.
0: Oh, I don't.
1: Sorry. Did I bum everyone out? Did (laughs) I ruin it?
0: No, you're keeping oh. it real. I'm you're keeping it saying. real. You have a, yeah. Your Kia is very nice, especially considering the car you had before the Kia. Okay, moving uh, on. <laughs> <It was> absolutely <laughs> awful. She had a car and when you would get in it and she would turn on the air conditioning, it smelled like bad cheese. Is that true or false?
1: It's true. And we did a segment on it yep. on the show and you broke it and then you, you broke like the of some things on it and you never fixed it afterwards. That
0: was on the TV show. Yes. We never talk about the TV show on the podcast. Oh, uh, we
1: talk about it all the time, don't we?
0: The podcast is The Mistress. Yeah, what's this TV show? The TV show is The Wife. So the TV show is The Wife. I've I've been with The Wife a long time, and I'm doing the best I can to keep it together. (laughs) The podcast, Conor O'Brien Needs a Friend, is well, let's just say it's The Gumar. It's it's The Gumar. It's this incredible hot <laughs> relationship <Yeah. laughs> with this Sicilian woman much younger Sp- than me. Spicy. Uh and uh I have yes, yeah, spicy and yeah. she has a fiery temper. Uh-huh. And she's always saying, "Oh, you said, uh, you're going to get rid of the wife." Uh, That's kind of, of what this is. Yeah, and I say, "I'll get rid of the wife. I'll I'll get rid of the wife." I'm uh, just doing it just doing it a little longer till the kids are a little older. The kids <laughs> meaning, you know, Andy Richter and the people that work on, oh, the, on right, the show. Oh, right, right. <laughs> but then <don't, laughs> Don't get mad, don't get mad, let's just have incredible sex right now. Uh, But you know, and then I'll find
2: what wait.
3: hmm.
0: (laughs) No, 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 no. There's no analogy there. I mean I just say that this is this is my true passion this is my spicy Italian illicit affair in this podcast. That's good. And
2: Uh, hey, something to spice this all up because it's a hundred episodes, we're doing something kind of special. Do you want to talk about that?
0: No, I do not. Good night, everybody. Good night, bye. (laughs) Uh, uh, I do, I do want to mention this because this is the kind of thing you can only do with your mistress. I couldn't do this on my TV show. Look at the way I talk about them. There's my TV show. (laughs) And then, There's my podcast. (laughs) Uh, No, this is exciting. uh, Because I'm here to tell you that uh, we are going to be next week. Hmm. Next week, announcing the golden ticket. What? Yeah.
2: Oh, tell us all about it.
0: Very good, Matt. I see why you've made it so far in this game. This is a special moment because we are announcing the golden ticket. That's right. Let me explain the golden ticket. A few uh, lucky fans are going to get the chance to virtually meet me, Sona, and Gourley. A few fans will be lucky to get the chance to virtually meet me, Sona, and Gourley, and possibly be featured on this podcast. So, here's what you do. You listen to next week's show to the Kevin Hart episode, and it's a good one. Let me tell you something. And uh, you will find out on that episode if you've won a Golden Ticket. Make sure to also watch the show, the TV show, <laughs> and follow Team Coco on Instagram for other chances to win. More details and rules at teamcoco.com slash golden ticket. Uh, we want to thank our friends at State Farm for helping make this all happen. Uh, They grease the wheels, if you know what I mean. Thank you, State Farm. And um, yeah, this golden ticket thing could be good. And I I like meeting people.
1: Yeah.
2: How does it feel to be the Willy Wonka of podcasting?
0: Uh, The creep who (laughs) has a chocolate factory and uh, forced laborers. Yeah. Literally. (laughs) Do you realize how sick, how nauseated you'd be uh, by the sight of a chocolate stream if that was your (laughs) day in, day out existence? That's the thing I always think about when I see... The original, not talking about Johnny Depp, the original Willy Wonka is that, yeah, it's fun to pop in, but if day in, day out, your job is to stir a giant caramel vat, you'd start to... Be sickened by it. I guess. Also, there's so many health and safety problems at Willy Wonka's factory. Yeah. Oh, OSHA, yeah. OSHA would have shut that thing down a long time ago. On that tour alone, six kids are killed. There's no protective rail around the river of chocolate.
1: Augustus went there and just started putting his disgusting fingers in there and drinking out of the chocolate stream.
0: Yeah. No, it's clear that OSHA inspectors come by, government inspectors come by to check it out, and Willy Wonka has them murdered. Yeah.
2: (laughs) What letter grade do you think it gets?
0: Oh, no, it doesn't ever get a letter grade. Every time they send someone from the government over there to check it out, they don't come back. (laughs) And then someone somewhere in Wonkaville is- Biting into their chocolate bar and they, they bite into an index finger. <gasps> and they're like, what the hell?
1: They're in the candy? Yes. They, oh my God. Well, you know, that's what
0: a
2: gobstopper is.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh God. It's a testicle.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, a what cops, the hell? A gobstopper is, yes, an OSHA inspector's testicle that's been ossified, calcified, <laughs> and then caramelized. <laughs> oh so God. when you're sucking on that gobstopper, <laughs> it's a dead OSHA worker's testicle. <laughs> Murderer! You're a murderer, Wonka! Anyway, I hope that doesn't ruin the original movie for anybody. And probably explains why they won't let me do the intro on that movie mm-hmm. whenever it airs on television. All right, we shouldn't screw around anymore. We've uh, just probably created a major lawsuit yeah. with a very powerful uh, film company. Uh, my guest today, very talented actor, comedian, writer, and director. Who has appeared in such films as Moulin Rouge, like the way I say that? Yeah. Romeo and Juliet. Okay, okay that was just not in Im- <laughs> Ice Age. Okay, <laughs> not important. Unnecessary. Hey, unnecess- his one man show Latin History for Morons is now available to stream on Netflix. And his film, Critical Thinking, which he starred in and directed, is available on video on demand. I'm very excited. This gentleman is joining us today. John Leguizamo, welcome. You know what? Let's face it, you weren't that enthusiastic about being my friend. It took you a couple of tries. I was. Listen, please, please. Johnny Legs. Johnny Legs. That's what, uh, that's what we always call you. Uh, I, it, know, it I remember that. Is that back in 93, my producer, still my producer, Jeff Ross, Jeff Ross. on the show, <laughs> he had a connection with you, and he was like, I'm gonna call Johnny Legs. See if he'll come in and do a, <laughs> test, do a test interview. Uh, you know. And uh, do you remember that? Remember that cartoon about the aardvark, the ant, and the aardvark? And the yeah, ant, of course. The aardvark was Jackie Mason. Jackie Mason. He talks like this. So hey, I, I realized a, a long time ago that Jeff Ross was the aardvark in the ant and the aardvark because <laughs> he's always talking to be like, hey, so uh, what do you want to get a bite to eat? You want to get some soup? <laughs> Let's get some soup. Hey, anyway, that I, is
3: Jeff that is Jeff. Yeah, I called. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I called Johnny Legs, and he's gonna do us a favor. He's gonna come in and he's gonna do the uh, the guest interview. And so you were very kind. You were very. Very nice to me uh, back in the day. You've always been a gentleman, a scholar, and I have well, a lot thank of. You. I have I've, a lot I've
3: always enjoyed. I was always enjoyed being on the show. I, I was on your show like nine times, bro. Oh,
0: I, oh no, 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 nine times? Are you kidding? You have any idea how many times you were on our show? I could look it up, but it would be more like in the eighties. <laughs> you were probably on eighty-seven times. <laughs> I was your co-host. <laughs> you, you were on yeah, yeah. more than Andy Richter, <laughs> I think. Uh, and it, there's a period of time where you're on the show more than I am. We. We've known each other so long, but this is a chance for us really to talk because one of the things I love about doing the podcast is there are all these guys like you that I I talk to and you come out and you score and you're really funny and then it's time for the next guest and maybe you got to run and we don't get to really get down into it and that's what this podcast is all about. I want to know the horrible things you've done in your life.
3: (laughs) Uh, the oh yeah, you, this is the time for me to open up to you.
0: Yes, yeah. And then you're
3: going to regret the Shit that I don't tell my therapist.
0: Yeah, this is the
3: stuff I yeah, want to n- say. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Are you out of your mind? Yeah, share everything you 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 suffered or or the dark side of yourself in a public forum. Yeah. That sounds really fun.
0: That the dreams you've had were, she, were <laughs> where you were in the arms of Shaquille O'Neal and uh, um, you feel things you've never felt before. I mean, we've all had those I dreams. Felt, I
3: felt I felt whole, <laughs> I felt safe.
0: <laughs> First of all, let's start with the basics, which is I'm curious how all my friends are throughout this insane period that we're going through. I don't know what we're gonna call this pandemic after it's over, but you and I have something in common- Post pandemic. Yeah, w- which is we both, <laughs> you really love being in front of a crowd. I have to say, I am very animated by being in front of a crowd. It gives me something and oh, yeah. that's just not happening right now. I mean, you—you right, you right. more than almost anyone I know, you're constantly coming up with one-man shows, and I know it's just because you're addicted to an audience. You are addicted.
3: <laughs> I mean, I love it. I love it. Definitely feeds me. I mean, it's not the only reason I do one-man shows. I'm doing it because I have things that I got to get out of my system, right. and things I have to say, and, feel, and things I have to. Accomplish in America before I, I, I passed this, this, this life. So what's going on? What's going you know, you on? You get to a certain age and you know, you start thinking about your mortality and your legacy and no, whatnot. you're too young for that. That's for like when you were yeah, 80. the sooner you start thinking about it, the more you do. Oh, you know what I mean? You more, the more you accomplish because you like, okay, I got a certain amount of time to accomplish all the things I want to get done and I got a lot that I want to get done. So yeah, I, I mean, I love an audience, man. I, I do, but. You know, I've been doing a lot of Zooming. I mean, I'm I'm doing like performances and there's like 30 people on it. So I don't feel like I'm alone. I'm always on Zoom and, I, and I've gotten used to it. I, I feel like I, I feel like I am hanging out. I do Zooms with friends, you know, like with Ethan Hawke. We're doing a play together with uh, Matthew Broderick. We did a charity event. You know, I've been doing tons of stuff.
0: Right. I don't, I don't know if the Zoom doesn't do it for me. Uh, I like, At all? I like, I don't get that same feeling off of Zoom what I do is I drive around with the window down, you know, so I'm distanced and I'm moving through the air and I shout what I think is funny stuff at random people <laughs> as I pass them. And they're not sure. Does that
3: have the same effect? <laughs> I get
0: a little bit of, first of all, they don't know who I am because my hair is so long now. Like, uh, I, don't I look like a, I look like a very nice, middle-aged woman.
1: Oh, I was going to say like a surfer bro.
0: Oh, a surfer He does, bro. he yeah.
3: does. Like you're like one of the beach boys.
0: Yeah, I'm the beach boy that never went outside uh, because he was afraid of getting skin cancer. <laughs> yeah, right, my, the one that was neurotic, yeah. the OCD one. All my, all my beach boy songs uh, that I contributed to the group are about, You've Got to Cover Up, at least SPF 50. <laughs> uh, beautiful harmonies. Bring a tent, but, bring yeah. an umbrella. But beautiful harmonies about it. You really should wait till the sun is like at around 530, fewer <laughs> rays get through the ozone layer. Beautiful songs uh, that uh, people love, by the way. But
3: vulnerable, they're so
0: vulnerable. They're so vulnerable and really specific about skin disease. Yes,
3: about skin cancer.
0: Uh, yeah, no, I mean, you don't worry. I mean, you've got that beautiful Latin skin you know that I think is gorgeous. I really do. I think it's like <laughs> no, I have, we have talked about. I this. like talking yeah. to you. I, I this is fun. <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. Yeah, I, I like my melanin. Yeah, you have. Um,
3: I wish I had more melanin, but I, I got the melanin that I got.
0: You got the melanin. I got no melanin. Mm-hmm. I got absolutely none. I, and then little splashes. I've got little freckles, and I mean everywhere.
3: Well, I got freckles too. I'm a freckled fella as well. Where's
0: your where are your freckles? I don't think I've seen your freckles. It's hard to.
3: They, they're there. They're all like you know. You connect the dots. It just okay. they're browner on a brown skin. So it's. Look.
0: Yeah. On you, it looks really good. I can see now, <laughs> you don't have to get any closer than that. That's fine.
3: <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I'm very, I like intimacy. <laughs> that's that's
0: really good. I'm, I'm worried about- Don't be about-
3: afraid, don't be afraid of intimacy. <laughs> I'm not afraid don't of be- intimacy, I'm just
0: worried about that. You blo- seem I to see, be, you keep pushing away. I see, see a, I see a blocked poor and I'm worried about it. <laughs> I'm worried that's gonna blow up on you. Um, you know, I didn't realize, and I've known you for all these years that you were born in Bogota,
3: Colombia. I'm an immigrant. Yeah, I came here when I was three years old and we came to Jackson Heights, Queens. My family, we lived all in one room together and slept in one bed together. And there was like no living room, no dining room, no bedrooms. And my parents worked their asses off. And then we moved into a, a bed, an upgrade the next year where we, we didn't have a Murphy bed anymore. Well, no, we still had a Murphy bed, but my parents had their own private room so they could do their thing.
0: The Murphy, well, I hope, yes, <laughs> pa- parents have got to do their thing except my parents who I don't think ever did their thing. But anyway. uh, Oh, they must've
3: done it because you're here.
0: Well, we don't know where I came from. If anyone was created in a lab, it was me. (laughs) Uh, But you know, Murphy Bed. the great human experiment. That's the great, the Murphy Bed's the great thing that used to be in old uh, comedies. It's the fold-out bed. It folds up yeah, the yeah. wall. And it was in the old comedies where, you know, guys would jump on it and then the Murphy bed would flip up in the wall.
3: <laughs> and-, and slam them in there. Yeah, the feet would be, st- yeah, they would be
0: gone. Yeah, there's a bunch of things. It's like the 30s and 40s, the big thing was a Murphy bed. And you and I grew up, television was mostly them showing us stuff that was made in the 30s and 40s. Because right, right, way back they, when. Because when, we're, when you and I are growing up, really coming of age in the early 70s, 1970s, I'm guessing, where- We're watching all the local channels that you could get in that had reception would show you Old Three Stooges. They would just throw the, show that stuff twenty four hours a day, and so oh I, yeah,
3: twenty four hours a day. Three Stooges, Popeye, yeah, like things from the twenties and thirties. The Our Gang, yes, Our Gang.
0: That stuff? So I grew up knowing about weight
3: reduction. Yeah. and we. I'm in the mood for love
0: <laughs> you play because you're near me. But it's so weird because you and I both are growing up in these families. A bunch of kids jammed together, and you'd think would be consuming all the really cool music and and whatever was coming out that was really cool in 1974. I was not. I was watching all this stuff on television that had been made in the 1930s and 40s. <laughs> yeah, Even yeah. the Bugs Bunny cartoons were made in the oh, 1940s. Right. So yeah, that's right. That's right. Like an anvil would fall on the coyote and flatten him. And I didn't know what an anvil was. I just knew it was a heavy thing that flattened coyotes. It took me Right, right, I had never we're seen bla- one. But not
3: blacksmiths. No. So yeah, where are you? We had never seen an, an, <laughs> an anvil,
0: but the guys making those cartoons had seen anvils when they were kids because there were still blacksmiths. Because it was the 1800s. Yes. They were born in the 1800s. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the animators working for Warner Brothers were over 100 years old and they were all they had fought in the Civil War.
3: Well, if, if you're in the 1930s uh-huh. and you're like, what, how old are you going to be like doing cartoons? Maybe yeah, the you're going you were born, you were in, born the in the 19th 1800s. century.
0: Yeah, in the 1800s, <laughs> you're exactly right. So, so all I'm saying is that I grew up knowing about comedy gags where a person would have a weight reduction belt that jiggled your belly, which right, was thing, right, right. this machine they had in the 30s and 40s that then didn't exist anymore And so it was stupid and fake.
3: Yes. All it was jiggle your fat, it didn't take it off.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, we've since then, thankfully we live in a society now where there's nothing stupid and fake that's being sold to people.
3: (laughs) But everything really works now. Everything really works. Everything you see advertised. Advertising is is true, right.
0: But probably you like me figured out, oh, comedy. Or being funny can probably get me out of trouble if I'm in trouble. Oh, yeah.
3: I mean, I, I don't know how we got that. I guess Bugs Bunny was always using comedy to get out of trouble. So that was like, that was like a, a big. Cartoon life lesson, right? Yeah. Now would, would, would I throw a lit match if Muggsy was in here? Oh, you're my rabbit. You're my <laughs> right. <laughs> and then he throws a lit match. <laughs> get me out of here. Get me away from this crazy rabbit. So yeah, no, I, I felt like I felt like comedy definitely did help me. I mean, it helped me not get beat up. It helped me, you know, make my dad laugh so he wouldn't be, uh, you know, such a dictator and, and uh, he was kind of horrible at home and uh, and comedy was a thing that kept me just feeling safe. You know, it it was yeah. my defense mechanism against a a hostile world at home, outside on the street, everywhere.
0: Comedy would make my friends laugh. It never kept me from getting bullied. The bully usually didn't get what I was. <laughs> you know what I mean? They didn't get the That's reference. That's the problem with highbrow humor. And then I got slapped around, you know, or shoved. <laughs> for being a smart ass. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But I remember- Well, you're
3: making fun of me, huh? Yeah, exactly. Well,
0: I have, this is a true story. I was with my brother, Luke. People were always confusing Luke and I. They thought we were twins. He was a year older, but they got us confused. And Luke was inc- is still incredibly smart. He's the really smart one. And he had no fear for some reason. And there was this market we used to go to near our house called Kirkman's Market. And there was some tough kids that hung around Kirkman's Market. And they would always, they didn't know my name, but they'd be like, hey, Luke, Luke. And they'd come running over <laughs> and surround us and just shove us around and basically intimidate yep, us. And it yep. was scary. <laughs> I was once there with Luke. Back then, kids in Boston would say, what are you, mental? Meaning, and, and this meant, that just was like short for, what are you, stupid? And so these kids would be like, what are you? They, they said something to Luke like, what are you, mental? And Luke said, I'll never forget this. He said, well, mental comes from the Latin of the mind. So yes, (laughs) and thank you very much. <laughs> the beating that ensued lasted 10 minutes. <laughs> I was like, what? And later on, I was like, what'd you do that for? And he was like, well, you know, if they're going to use Latin words, they should know the root. And I'm like, you fucking got us.
3: You made it worse. Yeah, you can't use etymology as, no. a, as a hatch. Latin has never stopped a fight. Bullies don't like information. No, bullies don't, they don't like it. Inf- no, they don't, they don't want you to correct them. Very
0: few times in life has a bully has someone been, you know, bullying someone and then that person has pointed out to them some fact about the universe and they've gone, you know, I'm gonna put this giant fist away. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to put it back in its case.
3: Because I've learned so much. I've learned the meaning of life. My life has a new purpose. Did uh, did people think happen. you were
0: weird or you were able to pull it off? Because you would, you could always do voices. I know that. You could always do voices and you could do different Oh, characters. yeah, I was
3: always doing voices. You know, like I would go to parties. Everybody go, oh, John, put on that coat and do that character. And I'd be like, yeah, 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 here we go. What's up, baby? How you doing? You know? So I would do my voices and people would crack up or my dad would laugh. You know, do me, do me. Okay, do me, do me. Oh, stop it. don't oh, stop it. You know, so I would do now, that. Wait a minute. Would you, him.
0: Yeah. Okay. Did your dad, cause you said he had a temper. If you did uh, an impression of your dad to your dad, did he let it
3: slide? When he was asking for it? Yeah. <laughs> not on not not my time <laughs> when he was feeling <laughs> good and had a few drinks, that was all chill. If I was doing it when he was all other times, I, I, I would get a, a, a beaten Cause I had to say, with my dad, you couldn't say, like my dad would, John, come over here. I, I, I go over here and I go, what? Did you say what to me? You have to say sir. Don't ever say what. Yeah, cuz a Latin dad, Latin dads hear what as fuck you. Really? Seriously. So you have, you have to say sir. You can't say what. And so I would say what and I knew I would get a smack and I would get smacked and then I feel beaten up but at least I had I was anti-authority.
0: Right. That's I didn't know that that you have to say you had to say sir to your dad. Oh
3: hell yeah. I had to say sir. I couldn't say what.
0: Yeah. I my dad made him made me call him the admiral even though he's not an admiral. <laughs> Uh, he was. He, that was just because he was, you know, had lost his that, mind. That's mad authoritarian.
3: <laughs>
0: you needed to resist. He would, you to he resist. would say, you will address me as the admiral. And I'd say, well, you've never served. You've never, I don't think you You don't know served. how to sail. You don't know how to sail. You don't sail. know how to use a compass. Yeah, and he had an admiral's hat that he would take out that was all banged up and he'd put it on and go,
3: I am the admiral.
0: And uh, it didn't go Are well. Are you
3: confusing him with that guy that used to be on TV that used to introduce Popeye the admiral? No. <laughs> <laughs> Are you having a
0: mental break? Well, yes. Yeah, that's what the podcast is for. Whenever I feel like I'm just about to go, I quickly run into the podcast studio, and I'm like, "Get, get me Johnny Legs! I gotta, I gotta have my breakdown in front of somebody who will understand." Are you know
3: confusing reality with television? Uh, I usually yeah, do. We I mean, watch a lot. Of t- we watch a lot of television, man. It, it, it was, it was like our, as our babysitter. I mean, I was right. watching TV twenty four seven. But it influences your comedy.
0: Oh, in- incredibly, I learned so many comedy moves by the time I was fifteen because I was watching Marx Brothers, Three Stooges. I mean, all, a lot of old stuff. I mean, some new stuff, but predominantly old stuff, which when you think about it, they were all doing vaudeville. So right, right, we're right, learning right. our comedy moves, even though it's 1974, we're learning our comedy moves as much from vaudeville as we are from George Carlin. And what is
3: vaudeville? comedy? dell'arte. I mean, it's all classic anyway. I mean, it's all really classic routines from the beginning of time, even from Aristophanes. Yeah. Well, when did- Oops, when, I'm gonna get beat up for using I that. My brother <laughs> Lucas My brother, Luke is calling in right now. Did he say Aristophanes? I did say Aristophanes. Fast, did and then he gets beat him. up
0: over the phone, <laughs> which has never happened before. Um, I'm curious. Uh, I loved comedy, and it was just something I did for fun. It never in a million years occurred to me that I could do it for a living. D- of
3: did you not. know that you could do no. it? No Hell no. I mean that I could make a living out of it. Are you out of your mind? No way. I mean I just, I just loved acting and comedy, and I just took acting classes and and all of a sudden, I went to NYU, I studied acting and um, I got into a student film. And the student film won a, a, a Spielberg Award, which is like an Oscars for a student film. Then I got an agent, and I was doing improv groups, and 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 uh, I had a sketch comedy group. So I did that stuff, but I never thought I would make cash. I didn't think I would make money. I never saw anybody like myself, you know, out there. So I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to make it. I was the only Latin person in my acting classes, in my in my in my acting classes at college, and you know, in the comedy club, there was only one other Latin person to me.
0: When you moved to Queens, was it a Latino neighborhood or was it not?
3: Oh, it, well, it, it was in transition, right. it was reverse gentrification. We were moving in, and there was a thing called white flight. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. I, have, it's like, I myself have practiced white flight. I've, <laughs> I've run
0: away from everything in my life. <laughs> yeah. Usually from my wife. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, she's angry, but tell me about that. So you move in and it's in transition and
3: this is- Right, so all Latin people are moving in, all kinds of Latin people, Dominicans, Puerto Ricans, Colombians, Ecuadorians, and, and the white people, the Germans, the Irish, the Jews, the Italians are all leaving. Right, right. And, you know, of course, they all beat me up before they left. And um, <laughs> well, that's just nice like to make oh, sure. Wait. let's see.
0: I turned off the gas. Uh, <laughs> I locked the door.
3: I turned off the gas. The <laughs> Car's locked up. Now it's time to meet Johnny Legs. come here. Where the fuck right Where's the fucking Johnny Legs? <laughs> hey, it says Hey, hey you. hey, you. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, come over here. Hey, you, you, yeah, you spit. Come over here. I want to talk to you for a minute. What are you people moving in here for, huh?
0: Eh? Today it would be... Siri, reminding them. Reminder, <laughs> right, right. go beat up John Leguizamo.
3: <laughs> oh,
0: thank you, Siri. You're a good friend. <laughs> You're a good friend to have, Siri.
3: Okay, he's a John Leguizamo. He's coming over here. They're moving into the. <laughs> <laughs> They're, everywhere. They're lowering the property values I can't take it. I got to get out. I got
0: to go uh, produce a Conan show and then I got to get
3: some <laughs> I just can't keep, I uh, can't keep happening. I've been producing Conan all my life. I'm going to continue to my death. I mean, it's been a long run, but I, 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 I keep it. I'm thankful for the job and the security. I started uh, producing
0: Conan when I was uh, 55 and now I'm uh, 107. And uh, hey, why is he aging and I'm not? I don't understand it. I'm the Methuselah of, of, of uh, producing, now, uh, but it's quite all right. I'm going to get that award. <laughs> So, you know, what's fascinating is that you've had, you know, some people would say, okay, I'm just going to go into stand-up or I'm just going to go into sketch comedy. You got yourself and you were determined to get, apparently, a very broad education in theater and all kinds of theater. It felt like you had this sort of big appetite for, I want to know improv. uh, I want to be able to do one-man shows. I want to be able to work in sketches with other people. I want to be able to work as you have with some of the best directors in the, in the business. You had this appetite for throw it at me. I want to learn about it. I want to take
3: this seriously. Yeah, I studied, I studied with the, the greats, you know, and I learned a lot from them and it made me appreciate craft, you know? And so to me, craft was everything. I felt everything had a, a a skill, and you had to learn it, like improv and and sketch comedy. And then when I did one man shows, it was one man show crafting. You know, I, I I loved it, and and I and also I'm a, I'm a Latin guy, so my opportunities were also limited. So I knew I had to do everything if I was ever going to survive in this business. Just like J-Lo. J-Lo, what does she do? She has to dance. She has to sing. She has to sell cologne. She has to <laughs> right. be a judge on a show. I mean, because you know you can't do it on just your, you know, your Latinness.
0: Right, right. Probably hard for you because you've seen it change so profoundly since you were 19, 20.
3: Right. And the Latino guy was this. Yo, what's up, baby? You know what? Yo, what the fuck? I'm going to kick your ass. I'm... You're either a gangbanger, a murderer, a drug dealer. Or you were cleaning somebody's house. And it was always, it was me, Louis Guzman, Benicio Toro, Benjamin Bratt. And we go to these auditions and it'd be the us. Hey, what's up? How you doing, man? How you doing? What's up, man? How you doing? We're doing this shit again. Oh yeah, we're doing this shit again. And then it's like, yo, they called me in, man. I'm coming in. I'm coming. And you know, you put on, we all had leather jackets, bandanas on. It was so, it was, you know, it was like step and fetch at Latin style.
0: Right, right. I mean obviously throughout your career you just kept hammering away at re, uh, you know changing that identity I and mean, you you look at what kids young kids are seeing now is if you had said when you were 19 or 20 I want to play Alexander Hamilton <laughs> You know what I mean? Right. I can just imagine the reaction that you would get.
3: Lin-Manuel, I mean, can you imagine him pitching that to a network or a studio? The studio heads would be like, excuse me, wait a minute. Hamilton's going to be played by a Puerto Rican and Burr's going to be black? i got to tell you something. I know for a fact the Founding Fathers didn't speak in hip-hop. It would have <laughs> never got done, man. It would have never been a movie. It would have never been a, a, a network or a streaming series. It just would have never happened. But the beautiful thing about theater and why I stayed in theater is, because there are no gatekeepers there. You know what I mean? Right. It's just a matter of you raise the money, you have a great script that you hope is, is critic proof and boom, you're set for life. You know, you, you, your content doesn't have to be passed on by executives or, or, or lesser executives trying to prove their worth, giving you ridiculous notes. No, you do your, your, your thing with your director and boom, you're on stage. What the- and then the audience Either comes or doesn't, and that's your, that's how you survive, and that's how you know you're you're relevant.
0: I I know then the times of my life when I've been when I'm attached to a giant machine, I'm always conscious that I'm here by the grace of that machine. You know that that they can well, by machine. You mean like like, like when you like were a at giant NBC? network, like a giant network or yeah, yeah. or a studio. I know that I'm here. And what does that make you do?
3: What does well, that make you do? Well, it just makes you.
0: You know, I tried throughout my career to just let my weirdness, my freak flag fly, regardless of that. But there are periods in my time- Well, that's pretty
3: amazing. I gotta say that's pretty amazing because to, to, for you to have allowed yourself to be such a, a unique individual, takes a lot of chutzpah and courage and and cleverness because how do you get that past the networks? Because they all wanna make everybody, you know, the same, right. homogenous.
0: Well, I, you know, in the early days, what I learned, which was smart, was just to just agree eventually they forget. And then when it starts to work, they forget that they told you it right, had to go. Right, right. Like, you know, lose the stupid haircut, change the stupid name, uh, no. stop acting like an idiot. And uh, <laughs> th- these sketches are so weird, stop being so weird. And what happens over time <laughs> is they just, when it's starting to work, they're like, yep, yep, I knew that would be okay. And I, and then the thing that's important to do is don't say, I told you so. Say, no, 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 right, right. Say. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you very much. Just keep it, right. anything to keep it going. Right, Any- let,
3: let, make them think it's their idea and they came up with it and then they love you even more because they believe that they are the ones that created you. Yeah. Created the, the the success of the show. But you
0: have done such a spectacular job of creating your reality. You can do a one-man show, but you can also be directed by a Brian De Palma or a Spike Lee or be in like Romeo and Juliet or Moulin Rouge you can, mm. it, there's no putting you in a category. And I think that just comes out of talent and stubbornness. I'm guessing, <laughs> I'm
3: guessing. Cause it's not just I, one. No, definitely. No, it's not just one. You're right. It is a lot of stubbornness because I, I, I'm not going to quit. I'm tenacious. I wanted to be with all the greats like Baz Luhrmann and, and Spike Lee, Ava DuVernay. And uh, I got a chance to be in that incredible series when they see us with yeah, Ava DuVernay yeah. about the Central Park Five. Yes, I know. I saw it. And I would, you know, I would have paid her to be in it because I- You don't want have- to mention that. You don't want to say that up front. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I'm saying it now after. Yeah. I'm and if, I, had, and if the- I was really courageous, I would have said it before. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I ain't stupid <laughs> and I'm also cheap.
0: <laughs> you always want to mention that right up front. I'll do this for free. <laughs> uh yeah, you do and, that after and, the fact, I don't know how old your kids are, but uh, my son is fourteen, and my daughter's sixteen and that 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 made that so hard for me to watch, just knowing how sensitive oh, painful. and beautiful and innocent a fourteen fifteen or sixteen year old can be, and to see them get put through that meat grinder unjustly i I just it's not was nauseating, just absolutely. Oh, nauseating.
3: yeah, absolutely nauseating at, at the justice system. I mean, some of the kids weren't even there, right? That's the crazy thing. They rounded them up. I mean, it was a crazy, crazy story where Trump, you know, took out a hundred thousand page ad. I don't know how he paid for it because he's, he's always broken his taxes, but uh, <laughs> but somehow he got he paid for no, This that. is back
0: when he paid his taxes, this is back. This is oh, back. he hasn't paid his
3: taxes in 20 years. No, yeah, maybe you're right. Year. Maybe that was right before. This was
0: just before when he overpaid. <laughs> <God> he overpaid <laughs> his taxes and he realized, and so he decided at 20 for 20 years after this, I'm going to recoup the overpayments that I made. That's, I'm pretty sure, because this is a very pro-Trump uh, podcast, no, so I'm not gonna. Oh, no. Well, that's the only reason Sona would sign on. No, She's a whole no. hardcore Trump No,
1: no, 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 no.
0: Whatever, well, it's your <laughs> first MAGA hat I ever saw was on Sona. Anyway, oh that's God. her business, not mine. <laughs> Sona, where else can you go surfing and skiing the same day, huh?
1: I don't know.
0: Or check out a world-class art museum and then camp at a dark sky sanctuary that night, huh? Uh, yeah. Yeah, where else can you hike through Redwoods and then get a luxury spa
1: treatment? Where?
0: Well, you live there. California. <laughs> California, Sona. No matter where California. you go across the state, you'll find a way to play. I'm a California resident. So, Sona, you are a lifelong California resident.
1: I'm a lifer. I love this place. This
0: is a beautiful state, gorgeous. So many different, wonderful ecosystems in one state. You can hang out by a Palm Springs pool. You know, you can go whale watching. You can go hiking in Yosemite. Brian Needs a Friend is sponsored by ADT, introducing ADT Self-Setup, featuring everything from motion sensors to Google Nest Cam and the Nest doorbell with a battery or wired option. Your choice. Easily install the ADT Self-Setup security system at your convenience. You don't need heavy-duty tools. And if you do need help, ADT can provide virtual assistance along the way. Self-Setup from ADT grows, moves, and adapts as your needs change can add more products at any time, and your system easily moves wherever life takes you. It also features Nest Cams that can tell the difference between a person, an animal, a vehicle, or with the Nest doorbell, even a package. These things are getting so smart. Plus, when every second counts, you can trust ADT's 24-7 professional monitoring. You can view video of an alarm event and verify or cancel an alarm with just one quick tap. Now everyone can get trusted security from ADT installed your way with no long-term contracts. When the most trusted name in home security as the intelligence of Google, well, you've got a home with no worries. Go to ADT.com today or call 1-800-ADT-ASAP. Google, Nest Cam, Nest Doorbell, and Nest Aware are all trademarks of Google, LLC. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform. And one source of truth. This is unbelievable. I've been talking about this idea for years. I
1: know. I want you to explain it more. I can. Okay.
0: With Netsuite, you reduce IT costs because Netsuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. I had this idea years ago. (laughs) I was telling people, no one listened to me. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems. Remember when I said that? Yeah. Because you've got one unified Unified business business management management suite. Suite. You said that. Yeah. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math, man. Yeah. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash Conan, netsuite.com slash Conan. I'm going to say it one more time just for emphasis, netsuite.com. I want to ask you, uh, you talked about growing up in the same room uh, when your family first moved. Uh, to Queens, I believe that there's something magical that happens when you have to sleep with uh, brothers in the room, <laughs> like that. In my situation, I grew up in in a room where with Luke. my with my two brothers. So there were three of us. Oh, three of you. Neil and Luke uh, each had had a twin bed, and I had a cot that was on the uh, against the wall. You're a big guy for a car. No, no, I wasn't a big guy then. This was me. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was just a torso then. (laughs) My legs hadn't shown up. And uh, I remember just being in that room and that would be something that some people would complain about now. Like, oh, I had to live in a room with, there were three of us in a room. But I was thinking at the time, I thought it was the greatest thing in the world. I loved it. I loved being jammed in with other people.
3: Right, I mean, my brother and I would talk. I mean, we always had a room. We always shared a room together, my brother and I. And uh, we talk all night or goof all night or fight all night, you know it was it was, it was a great time where we shared so much. I mean it makes you a better communicator, you know what I mean? Right. Makes you a better storyteller. All those nights staying up with the, until your mom comes in I told you to go to sleep. I had to go to work and you talk all night and talk, talk, talk.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I like your mom. I like,
3: (laughs) Oh, I love her too. But she was always trying to get us to go to bed. It was like impossible. Not to, not, not my, not my brother and I. My mother was always uh,
0: Her thing was drama. You know, there's the, uh, the lady in the Marx Brothers movies that goes, well, Mr. Groucho. Margaret Dumont. Margaret Dumont. Margaret uh, Margaret Dumont. Yes. Margaret Dumont. My, mother always had a whiff of that about her, which was always kind of like- Oh,
3: you're incorrigible. Yeah,
0: well, she didn't have an accent. <laughs> By Stanley, it's a pleasure. She grew up in, in Worcester, Mass, but she, oh. and very well educated, but she was just like, well, I'd like to think that my children wouldn't use a word like that, but I suppose, <laughs> and the word that we had used was like knucklehead, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like something that should be allowed. Fathead or Yeah, exactly, well, I was hoping, that my children wouldn't stoop so low. It was always more that. <laughs> still, that's still the voice I hear in my head. Um, I'm curious. You've done so many uh, different uh, one man shows, and it feels like there's obviously a drive behind each one. Latin history for morons. I love the title. What were you going for with Latin history for, for morons? What it, What were you trying to say?
3: Well, I think I was trying to even the play, playing field for Latin people. I really, I really felt like it, it was. A call to action for me. I I, 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 I had to make right what America, the psychosocial erasure that we Latin people have experienced in this country mm-hmm. for five hundred years. I was like, I have to dig for the the history and present it in a way that's really palatable to everybody, Right. so that everybody understands, even Latin people, that we're not less than, we're not second class citizens. We didn't just get here. we have been here for 500 years. And before that, we were great empires, Maya, Inca, Aztec, Comanche, and Apache. And, and, I, and I had to get that information out mm-hmm, there.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And, 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 the, and the beautiful thing is that's what happened. I weaponized this information. And all of a sudden, Latin kids are coming up to me who are 19 and 20. goes, I was so angry. I didn't know what to do with it. But now at your show, I know I can use information and books on my weapons. And I was like, yes, yes. That's got to be a good you know feeling. Oh my god! It's a great feeling, man. It's a great feeling. And then uh, the mayor of, of California, of, of LA, uh, came. Uh, Garcetti came, and and then a, a few months later, he started a whole commission about how to include uh, Latin history and more ethnic studies in, in the curriculum. So all these little win victories were so incredible for me, and I, and I was so excited. You know, because I le- the things that I learned was shocking to me that I hadn't had that in the history textbook, that I hadn't seen it in a in a uh, a Spielberg movie, Band of Brothers. Where's the Brown brother? You know what I mean? Right. I mean, what happened? I mean, we're the only ethnic group that's fought in every single war America's ever had. We're the most decorated minority in every one of those wars. And I'm talking about the American Revolution, where 10,000 unknown Latino patriots fought out of a total of 80,000 troops. That's one in eight, Conan. Yeah. That's, that's huge. Yeah. And then 20,000 was in the Civil War, 120,000 in World War I. Five hundred thousand Latin people fought in World War II with crazy heroes like this guy Gil Bosques, Mexican guy in, in in France. He um he rented two churches and hid forty thousand Jews from the Nazis and then gave them asylum in Mexico. Where, where's that in a Hollywood movie? That's incredible. Where, where's our Latin Oscar Schindler movie? You know, what I mean, it's. Well, I, I, mean, think, this your, I any- think this is your. I think this is
0: your assignment. <laughs> this is you know, if I make yes, that it if I make that movie and I if if they say Conan O'Brien tells this story, <laughs> people are going to be pretty. I think they're going to be pissed off. You know, they're going to be.
3: If, if you if you cast yourself as as Gilliboskis, yeah. But if you're producing it, I wouldn't be so mad at you.
0: No, but I think if I produce it, I should also play. <laughs> Gilbaskes, I think. Hey,
3: I, I put the risk; I get to be the lead. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think I,
0: I, I could. You yeah, know, I will just tad. I think I, I, I think I can. Uh, you know, I, I think I can play Latino. And what are you saying? Oh, no, for Sona, no, get behind me no, on this.
1: Hard, hard no, hard, hard, no, no, absolutely. That's a, that's not. a hard
3: one. That's a hard There's one. Not yeah. Even with the great the CGI world. they have now, yeah.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Even with the great CGI, <laughs> it's gonna be tough. I know they made blue
3: people in Avatar,
0: <laughs> but yeah, that's right. When I saw. I stood up in the theater and said, I can be Latino. <laughs> I was escorted from the theater, escorted from the theater, and then beaten by Stop the same screaming. people that beat yes, me. Yes, I can. As a yes, kid. I can. <laughs> no, I just think that uh, you're activated by these stories. But yeah, I think that's the great thing, too, is you have the power to, to get out there and say, we got to get this made. We got to get, you know, and we have to, this this story has to be told. I
3: mean, mean, because of black lives matter. I mean, things are, there's a a real reckoning in America right now, which is really beautiful. I I think even, even with the dark times that we're living under this, the possible death of our democracy, even with, you know, Latin immigrants being put in cages and families being separated daily, a a thousand a, a day. And and even with COVID and the pandemic and the destruction of our economy in so many ways, I mean, there's still beautiful things happening, man. I mean, I just wish you
0: hadn't uh, listed all those things. <laughs> I, you would have you would have cheered me up more if you hadn't listed all <laughs> of them
3: because they're there and they exist. In I know, I know, <laughs> You know. <laughs> we're all freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: started wetting myself as you when you were at the end of that list. It's 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 it is. But you know what? I have the same feeling that you do, which is there is some real goodness is going to come out of this. And, and and that sounds can sound hackneyed or trite. No, no,
3: but it's true. Conan, that's what I'm telling you. Yeah. Change is a common, it's a foot. I mean, uh, Scholastic Books reached out to me and a whole bunch of Latin people because Latin kids are the least represented in in uh, children's picture books, even though we're 30% of the nation's public school kids. But they reached out to me, my friend Crash, Crazy Legs, and all these Latin artists to create children's storybooks. Paramount just made an incredible deal with Ava Longoria, uh, Idris Elba, Angela Bassett, um, Selma Hayek, and myself to create people of color's content. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Oscars, the new, the new rules in the Oscars, I'm I'm not sure when they become implemented, implemented in uh, 2022 or something like that anyway, but you have to have people of color in your cast and in your crew if you want to submit to the Oscar. I mean, These are the changes that I could only have dreamt of my whole life. I never thought they would come true. I mean, to me, that's huge.
0: Of course. I mean, I love that, you know, you earlier in the interview, you were sort of portraying yourself as this old man whose time. Well, I don't have much time left, but I think you're in your prime. I really do. I think you're, you know, you've done great work, but I, I feel like, First of all, you look about thirty-five. I don't know what you're doing. You're probably having Sliding. a what's that?
3: I, I eat embryos. I don't <laughs>
0: <know>. <laughs> well? That's great. That's great. I, was, I should not have shared that. I was shared too much. I was no, no, no. I was well behind you, and then you know that that's the, the, that's the quote we're going to pull. Uh, that's gonna get all the press. John Leguizamo yeah, yeah, eats yeah. embryos and then suddenly you're <laughs> disinvited from the old Eva Longoria list.
3: <laughs> there I go, I'm cut uh, I'm canceled, they canceled my ass, yeah.
0: But at least for a really interesting reason. Uh... A stupid joke, yeah. <laughs> no, but, um, you know, I love this. It's like, I, I also just wanted to mention Critical Thinking too, which I think is such a great project that you started and and you directed which was, you say is a true story about these uh, Latin and black kids uh, in the ghetto in Miami who become chess champions. That, that's their
3: way out. an incredible story, man. It was a beautiful story. It, right, true story, five Latin and black kids in the, one of the toughest neighborhoods in Miami called Overtown, Liberty City back in the day. And uh, in 1998, you know, their their school was defunded, you know, trickle down economy, you know, mm-hmm. is, is a lie. They, nothing was getting into that neighborhood and uh, this teacher, Mary Martinez, the one that I play, you know, created this, this elective for kids, like, like ghetto nerds, you know, kids that didn't want to fight, they didn't want to gangbang, they didn't want to play football or fight. They, they wanted a place to nerd out. And he created this little space and they became United States National Chess Champions in 1980 for five years in a row. I mean, it's an incredible story.
0: I just love also that you're shining a light on nerds are everywhere you know and and oh, every um, every minority group has uh has yeah. nerds, and uh, every <laughs> socioeconomic class has nerds yeah. and that's one of the things that I think is sort of a beautiful thing. it's a weird sentiment but there's no group in America that doesn't have its share of nerds who are doing Absolutely. and, and, and they're the ones that I identify with. They're the ones that I've. Me I, too. Me too.
3: I, I was a ghetto nerd. My brother was a ghetto nerd. You know, we just grew up in a tough neighborhood. My brother never left the house cause you know, it was, it was a tough neighborhood. I, I, I did. I, you know, I, I went between both worlds uh, but my brother didn't go out, but he was like, you know, solid Victorian in high school, went to Columbia university, you know, super, super, super nerd. And they exist all over. And you're right. And, and they're the, 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 the force that powers America.
0: I think you went too far.
3: <laughs> <laughs> they don't power America. Oh my God, you cut out on me. You, where's my lifeline?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just can't go, you know. <laughs> We're not like the Avengers. Maybe we are. I don't know. Maybe we are. Nerds everywhere. Come on, you know, I- you
3: know Bill Gates, come on. <laughs>
0: you're right, you're right. Man, I wish I had beaten up. Elon Musk, come on. Can you imagine those guys getting bullied? I uh, just think of it. I bet we could bully them now. You and I could bully well, them.
3: Oh, we could still bully them. Yeah. yeah. We, can still, they're <laughs> we just can't get to them because they're, yeah. they're in compounds. Yeah, and they're surrounded millions by- of security. Pr- protected by solid
0: <laughs> gold robots. Uh, yeah. um, listen, I, uh, I don't want to keep you too long because I know you've got a lot going on. You're a very busy man, but- I loved getting to talk to you. It was so nice. Oh, it was
3: great talking to you, Conan. I know it's great to see you, man. I I feel like you're like a long lost family member.
0: Do I look like a long lost family member?
3: You don't look like it, but I feel the the feeling. Yes, (laughs) I feel the
0: feeling. I feel the feeling. I I wish, I I wish I looked like you, but uh, maybe in the next lifetime. Maybe I'll get to come back.
3: Well, it's great to, always great to see you, man. I, You know, ever since I, I, I was your first get, test guinea pig uh That's guest, right, we didn't even know? have a
0: set when you came on. There was no- No, you didn't have the, a set. The set wasn't built yet. And so Andy oh, and no. I were like sitting on orange crates and I said, <laughs> and I was like, Well, it's a black hi, box. Yeah, hi everybody, uh, my name's Conan O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be replacing David Letterman. <laughs> anyway, uh, my first <laughs> guest. Uh, John Leguizamo, let's get him out here, and you were kind enough to play along. And, oh my uh, God,
3: I, I'm laughing because it was true. That it was
0: a, yeah, yeah, and there you, was a little, there
3: was a little tremor in your voice. I'm not going to uh, lie.
0: Of course, yeah. What's well, you know, it's there now. Uh, but I had a good tremor for good reason. I was in way over my head. But you were. Yeah, always so nice. Oh, it was so
3: much fun, man. You were you were so quick. You always been so quick, and you say the most outlandish stuff. I, I mean, I love I love I love always hanging out with
0: you. It's the medication I'm on. Well, listen, John, let's uh, <laughs> Get me some. Let's <laughs> I'll get you. You get me we'll the embryo. Brother, come on. <laughs> uh, I uh, I'll talk to you soon. But uh, God bless and hang in there. Stay God safe, you, and uh, I can't wait fist to bump. I can't wait to I'll fist bump you. Over the virtual there airways. There we go. Good look year. at that. Oh, right. There's the camera right there. <laughs> there you go. Damn. Look at that. There fre- you go. Hey, look at that freckled knuckle and tell me. Oh, those me- are good She's freckles. Those yeah. Do you want nice. that skin? Is that the skin you want, John? You <laughs> yes, want I that? Do. Looks like I someone opened a, of a can of spam from 1942. <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: disgusting. <I> love spam.
0: <laughs> John Leguizamo, the best. Thank you so much, sir. A big hug. Yeah. Big I bow hug. to you. I'll see you I'm soon, good. I hope. Yeah. Let's get through this thing. And when it's over, I'd love to get a meal. Yeah. Yeah. be a blast. Because we could talk. About all this uh, sh- Jeff Ross.
3: <laughs> we'll just make fun
0: of Jeff Ross the whole time.
3: All night long. He's still,
0: all these years later, he's like, Oh, you're going to talk to John uh, Legs today, huh? Oh, yeah. No, I, you know, I'm the one, I'm the reason we know who he was because I produced it. I'm like, Jeff, I know. You've been living off John Leguizamo for 30 years. Leave him alone. <laughs> I'm
3: telling you, I knew him back in the day. I oh, knew yeah, That's exactly how he sounded. He's, he's the
0: aardvark from Ant the Aardvark. Yeah, he is. All right, sir. I know you got to right, go. So run. Thank Much you. Much love, Bye-bye. guys. Thank you, man. Today's episode is brought to you by Cap'n Crunch. This has meaning for me, okay? Because I grew up as a child obsessed. My brothers and I were obsessed with sugar cereals. We loved Cap'n Crunch. And then when they came out with Cap'n Crunch and Crunch Berries, oh. I just, it was like Oppenheimer. <laughs> I saw a white light and I knew that life had changed forever. And true story, I was just back in Boston visiting my brother, Neil, and not kidding. He is two years older than me. We are grown-ass adults. What do we do? We sit down at our kitchen table in Brookline Mass and we both crack open a box of Captain Crunch with punch <laughs> oh berries. God. And we had it together, multiple <laughs> bowls, and I was so happy.
1: Oh, it's nice that you have that. It
0: really is. Break away from the ordinary with Captain Crunch and bring back the spirit of adventure to your mornings. Everyday life can be stressful, but I've got to tell you, it's just such a sense memory for me. Not just original Captain Crunch, which is great. Then, Oops All Berries yeah, they came up with. I remember that. Usually I don't eat foods that have oops in the title. <laughs> but when they came up with Oops All Berries, I was there. Peanut butter. Oh my God, peanut butter crunch is fantastic. It turns the milk into this cool peanut butter milk. I love it. Join the crew for your next breakfast time crunch venture. That's a word now. Buy Captain Crunch's new Cinnamon Crunch, now at a retailer near you, and learn more at CaptainCrunch.com. Neil, we made it! <laughs> With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. Sounds pretty good, huh? Doesn't it, Sona?
1: I I like that. Yeah, you
0: like it. This means you can earn on what you want, like trying out the new workout class Mm. and uh, 2% cash rewards and what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. You're always asking about a foam roller. Yeah, I
1: love to work out.
0: And use a foam roller. That's the beauty. foam it up. That's foam it up. That's the beauty of the active cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. I don't know where they come up with these things. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash cash.
2: A little review the reviewers. This is where we'll go to Apple Podcasts and see how the reviews are coming in.
0: Always fills me with dread, but I accept the will of the people.
2: I know that you always say that this fills me with dread, and I always give you complimentary ones. So this time I've chosen one that's uh, not as much. Is that true? No, but it, you'll see. I just soiled myself. Conan, Aww. five stars. I used to watch your TV show when I was in college and always enjoyed your humor. Unfortunately, I had to stop watching you on TV because your face reminded me of a haunted Victorian doll with neon red hair that I saw during a bad trip. I continue to see his face in my dreams. Thanks to your search for friends. Good luck. I'm again able to enjoy your wit now that I no longer have to look and see the doll's face. Thank you.
0: It's unbelievable. I mean, first of all, it's beautifully written. And yeah. obviously, this is true. This is how he feels. Yeah. And I'm no fan of my face.
1: Don't. I like
2: it. Face. I'm face. serious. I think you have
0: a no, good, no, no. looking I'm, face. I know. Thank you. It's nice of you so to too. say. And we don't, you don't need to do that. But I'm saying I applaud this person's honesty because they say that I do have. Uh, A great wit, thank you. And I think that's been recorded in history and uh, written about by many great scholars. Not many people. Uh, What are you talking about?
1: Not many. Yeah, Yeah. no,
0: many, uh, New England Journal of Medicine, Lancet, Mm. many medical journals have weighed in on my wit. I am a great wit, but, and I, I, man, God, what a quick mind. But let's face it, it's all coming out of (laughs) this face That you're either down with this face or you are not. And that guy said a haunted Victorian doll.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's not that your face is bad. It's, I can see, you know, with your hair. It's not that your face is bad. No, 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 don't. I think you're a very handsome man. I think it's like with your hair and your complexion, like sometimes you can, you know, there can be like funny Caricatures of you, or yes. like you know,
0: yes, yes. That uh, are- I'm I'm an exaggerated figure. I'm I'm so when you see me, you've known you've you know you've seen me. No one ever says, "Are you Conan O'Brien?" Yes. When you see this pumpkin coming down the street, <laughs> come on, you know that you have just you know, been in the presence of Conan O'Brien. There's no, no like, are you this guy or are you that guy? I never get that. But isn't
2: that cool? Yeah, that's a good thing. And a haunted Victorian doll is not inherently unattractive.
0: Okay, well, this actually reminds me of something because I was invited to give a talk and it was in England at a very prestigious university. And I was really excited. I decided I'll bring my kids and my wife with me and we'll make it sort of a fun week. And we went- to England, and I spoke, and it was at Oxford, Ooh. and it was kind mm-hmm. of a cool deal. But while we were there, because of jet lag and everything, we couldn't sleep, so we turned on the TV, and this there was this uh, movie on called Brahms the Boy. Has anyone ever seen, an, and I think it's no. called, it's about this very attractive woman. An old couple says, can you look after, we're leaving. Will you?" And she thinks she's going to look after a kid and it's a little doll and his name is Bums. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> and it's this little doll and um, she's like, whatever, but they're paying and it's a nice place. And then of course the typical thing where, you walk out of the room and then you come back and the doll is in a slightly different position. No, uh, Do you know pass. what I mean? Yeah. Okay, but you know what I want to say? People always want to say that that's really creepy. Yeah. And my thing is always, it's a fucking doll. Smash it. Oh. Smash it. Go over and pick up a poker and smash
1: it. Yeah, but she has to watch the doll. You can't just smash yes, the doll you you're supposed to watch. Well, this is what
0: I would have done. She, of course, had all those same thoughts. I would have thought, wait a minute, this doll, it it's moving around, it's looking at me. Of course, there's the obligatory like, I'm gonna try on this thong, and then you turn around and Brahms is in the doorway. Ugh. Okay, you know what? That's when you smash Brahms no. into pieces yeah. and you feed him into wood chipper, and then you go and buy a kind of similar doll. And <laughs> the old people come back and go, this doesn't look like Brahms. Go, yeah, your medication's off. Thanks, oh. I'm out of here.
1: I would bury it. I'd put it in a box. No. I would bury nope, it nope. until they came Wait, back. Sony, you then, were just
2: saying you need to watch the doll. Like you're advocating I, for watching the doll like a good it'll babysitter. Be,
0: it'll be safe in Have a you, box in the ground. <laughs> Have you seen any horror movies ever? Yes. yes. You think that you can bury this doll, Brahms, and be like, well, I'll be safe now and go to sleep. No. no. Brahms, Little tiny plastic magic. hands clawing their way Annabelle. out of the oh. soil. <laughs> I don't know, guys. So anyway, I was obsessed with, we only got to watch part of it we missed a big chunk of it and we only got to watch part of it and I didn't get to see how it ended because I had to go to bed because I had to give this thing the next day and the kids had to go to sleep. So I didn't get to see it. Then everywhere on like Netflix or wherever is Brahms (gasps) 2, okay? But I said, like I don't want to watch Brahms 2. I want to watch the original Brahms because I never got to see it. (laughs) Couldn't find it anywhere. What? And I mean anywhere. And I... I was going through every single site. I was going online. It was as if it never existed. Oh, it oh moved. my it God. It moved. The movie but then moved. I realized, exactly. But then I found out that it's not called Brahms The Boy. I think it's just called The Boy. The Boy. Yeah. Have you looked it up? Yeah, I have. And what's it say?
2: It's The Boy. It's from 2016 and it's uh, available to stream on
0: Fubo. <laughs> See, what happened? <laughs> oh, Why it's can't... on Netflix, apparently. Yeah, Wait, I think it's on Netflix Did a now. guy yeah. named
1: Brahms make it? Like, it's... did he direct it or write it? Why did you think it was called Brahms?
0: Because Brahms is the name of the kid, of oh. the kid, the doll. And, it, and I think in England, they were calling it Brahms the Boy. And then it, for, for whatever reason, there's something mysterious about this movie because it's hard to pin down. I think it's called different things, different places, like the doll itself. This movie's mysterious, but I'm obsessed now. I want to watch all of Brahms the Boy. Yeah. I'm telling you, and you know what? Uh, Lauren Cohen from, from Walking uh, Dead is in it, who I love, and yes. she's terrific. Yes. So I think people should check this movie out. Do you, have huh. you ever heard of a I'm movie sure. called Bad Ronald?
2: No. no. It's from the 70s, and this family moves into a house to find that a young boy lives within the walls of the house, but not supernatural. He's just like living. In the, inside the walls and comes out at night to get food.
0: Okay, Ew. but can I just say something? It doesn't think like a horror movie that, that's a squatter. Yeah. That's, that's someone who's just, that's <laughs> just, all you have to do is call the police and say, this person's here illegally. <laughs> what if the whole thing ends up in the courts and the boy <laughs> is saying, you know that's what, I've sequel. actually been here for eminent domain. I would love it if that movie just got bogged down in legal, <laughs> long legal meetings and the boy's there eating a sandwich and he's covered in soot and spiders, but he's going like, nope, nope, actually look at it again. Nope, I, Moved in March 3rd, 2006. Yeah, I know, but we didn't know. I know, but that's in the coin of the law. And then they're quoting, he's Latin. got
1: good legal counsel. He's got
0: really good legal counsel. Yeah. And the legal counsel lives, meets with him at the house in the walls. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, uh, we're here to see the boy that lives in the walls. Oh, damn it.
1: And they really? have to let him in. They have for to the let meet. him in. Yeah.
0: And then they crawl <laughs> into the wall too. And you can just hear him murmuring, like, well, actually, no, we think we can get that. No, what we're going to do, <laughs> no, 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 we've, we're going to get a summary judgment. <laughs> And then you just hear the boy go, hey, summary judgment. Hey, do you don't have any food with you, do you? Uh, we don't have any food. But anyway, uh, so yeah, no, we'll, we'll do it. We'll work on that. But oh my there God. is the matter of yes, we're working pro bono, but we'd like to see some kind of retainer because we're going to have to. Okay, no, I'm sure we can work that out. And then the boy <laughs> and the lawyers come out and say, can we use your fax machine? <laughs>
2: Wait, listen to this description. A made-for-TV movie about a creepy, nerdy boy named Ronald who gets himself in over his head when he kills a little girl in the neighborhood. Wait, <laughs> oh, what? This is, he's a killer,
0: the kid. So he's oh, not you just a say squatter, squatter yeah, you, murdered. You buried the lead, literally. Sorry, I couldn't remember. You, so you thought bad Ronald was just bad Ronald because he was hanging out in a wall? Yeah. <laughs> he killed somebody. <laughs> You are terrible That's a What if you wrote for the old TV guy and you you were constantly leaving out important information? Psycho, a woman goes looking for a good motel, has some difficulties.
2: (laughs) Shower interrupted.
0: Yeah, shower interrupted. Oh, I guess the pressure wasn't good enough and she got out and took a bath instead. (laughs) Yeah, I forgot to mention. (sighs) Okay. um, Well, anyway, Uh, Brahms the Boy, check it out. And uh, Boy in the Wall, what's that movie called? Bad Ronald.
1: Conan, you wouldn't be good at writing horror movies. You know what?
0: When I write a horror movie, I always think it's funny if it devolves into legal (laughs) squabblings. (laughs) I always want like the zombie to come in, but then they're like, well, wait a minute. Did the zombie ask to come in? No. And then suddenly you see the zombie and the person who was the victim talking to a judge. And the judge is like, listen, you did not, you came in, you entered illegally. That was an illegal entrance. And the zombie has like, it's its jaws kind of, kind of falling off. And he's like, well, uh, uh, it's just, uh, I wanted to eat brains. I know you want to eat brains. You should wait until (laughs) Mr. Anderson leaves the house. (laughs) I just wanted the man's nose. Yeah, I know. But when you put your hand through his door and went, you uh, actually entered the house illegally. So I find uh, for the the plaintiff, and then he's like, you have to pay for a new door. How much do you think the door was worth? And then the the defend, the plaintiff is going to say like, I think that I need $800 for that. $800, dollars. it wasn't, it wasn't even a good door. My hand went right through it. Not a good door. That is mahogany. That is African mahogany. That was a beautiful door. There's no that fucking African mahogany. There was a, and then my hand went right through. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. Eight
3: hundred dollars. This is
0: bullshit. Oh and then his jaw God. completely falls off so he can't talk anymore. And the judge is like, we can't understand you, sir. Just pick up your jaw, reattach it. <laughs> And then you can maybe make your case. (laughs) Zombie movies interrupted that devolve into long legal squabbles. That's that's the genre I'm going to spearhead on my new network called Nobody Likes It.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend with Sonam Obsessian and Conan O'Brien as himself. Produced by me, Matt Gorley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs, Joanna Solitaroff, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson and Chris Bannon at Earwolf. Theme song by The White Stripes. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair, and our associate talent producer is Jennifer Samples. The show is engineered by Will Beckton. in association with Earwolf.
0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all sometimes have issues or things we need to talk about, get off our chest. I have that all the time, don't you, Sona? I do. Yeah, and we need people to talk to. And we carry around different stressors. We carry big stressors, we carry small stressors, Uh, I was raised in a culture where you're supposed to kind of bottle it up and I've learned over time that that's not the best thing to do. If you do let things rattle around in there for a while without talking it out, it can affect your life very negatively. Well, therapy is a safe space where you can get things off your chest, figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. BetterHelp's designed to be convenient, flexible, and And suited to your schedule. A lot of people have a barrier towards getting therapy because they think, well, I don't know, I've got to find the person, talk to them. What if I it's not a good match, I then it's awkward. None of that. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and then you switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Conan today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Conan. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. I didn't know that. I didn't either. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. Interesting. Mm. That's why you need Robert Half. Yep. Yep. I don't think that's a person. That's the company.
1: Okay, I was confused.
0: Yeah, their specialized recruiting professionals engage with their proprietary AI. Welcome. (laughs) To connect businesses (laughs) of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing, and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. See, at Robert Half, they know talent. I wish I had had Robert. Half back in the day oh. when I was hiring. Okay. So, no offense, Sona.
1: Oh, it, it, I feel like you did mean to offend me. Yes, Are
0: you sure. wouldn't be here if I had had Robert Half. Visit RobertHalf.com today. <laughs>